Chapter 7, Appoint Man, How Man Can Lead His Family, by Steve Farrar. This chapter, the title is Husband and Wife Teamwork in the Marriage Cockpit. And it basically starts off with a scripture from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. If It says, two are better than one, because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. So this uh, chapter starts off with a story of um, a 747, just a picture of flying aircraft. And if you've ever flown in the airplane, you always know that there's usually minimally two people in the front of the airplane. And so um, it talks about how there was this flight um, that crashed because two people were being... Um, they were being selfish with uh, how they were flying the plane it was bad weather and no more than 20 minutes is supposed to go by without checking the wings of the plane in bad cold weather just to make sure it doesn't ice and about 2 minutes after takeoff because 27 minutes had passed which is 7 minutes past what they recommended uh, before you you know check your wings on the plane the um, the wings had froze. I mean, it was still ice. It was still icing. It hadn't de-iced. You're supposed to check it every 20 minutes. So a couple of minutes, like I said, after the plane took off, the the uh, the plane crashed, and that was just because of lack of leadership um, within the cockpit. Both the captain and the co-captain were not worried about the routine checkups of the plane. And so it gives that example just to let us know that because of two people not making a a clear decision, 22 people or somewhat around that number lost their lives that day. And it didn't have to be that way because if they would have been been on their job and would have checked the wings, that wouldn't have happened. Same thing happens in a marriage, in a husband and wife relationship. If both husband and wife are not on the same team and in the same uh, regards and working together, then the marriage doesn't work. If the man is selfish and he wants to do everything on his own, if the woman is selfish and she wants to do everything on her own, the marriage never works. So it talks about a lot of different stuff in this chapter. It talks about <clears throat> mainly there are there are three principles. You got the mutual understanding, the mutual accountability, and mutual submission. With the mutual understanding, it kind of gives an example of J- Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. And if you're a football fan, you know that they used to play for the San Francisco 49ers. They're both Hall of Fame players. They're the Uh, they have a lot of NFL records for passes and catches and receiving yards and touchdowns. Um, These two players were dangerous as far as in a good sense (laughs) back in the day whenever they played. So it talks about how Ephesians 5, 22 through 23, where 
Wives, be subject to your own husband as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. So it talks about how wives are to be uh, subject to the husbands as to the Lord. And the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. So here we go. We're talking about, um, you know, mutual understanding. And we're also talking about the mutual submission here. So when we're talking about the mutual submission, not only is the wife submissive to the to the husband, she's also uh, submissive to the Lord. Not only is the husband the head of the wife, but he's also in submission to the Lord. Both husband and wife are submissive to each other in a in their uh, marriage. The kids and and once they have kids, the kids are to um, be submissive to their to their parents. And so, uh, and, and even though the husband is the head, he it doesn't mean that he can have that mindset that I'm the head and everything goes my way. Um, it's my way. I'm I'm the man in charge here. No, that's not how it go. And actually, if you find a wife, you find it a good thing. That's biblical, because the woman actually brings forth to the table some things that the man cannot bring. You know, she 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 brings a, an an asset. She's an asset to you. It is almost as if um, the things that you see, big picture, especially me. I'm a big picture person. She sees the details of the thing. She sees what is lacking. I mean, she sees the things that will help improve you. And you need that in your life. And if you find that that's a good thing, just like just like the word says, you know, if the man that findeth the wife findeth a good thing. And um, just going back to what it says here in the chapter in the uh, in the book, a mature man loves his wife sacrificially. So you're going to make sacrifices just like just like Jesus made his sacrifice for the church by dying on the cross that's the same kind of love that we're expected to have with our wives so husbands love your your wives in an understanding way that's 1 Peter 3 and 7 so after we talk about the mutual understanding and the mutual submission um Let me actually um, put this in here before we go to the mutual accountability. Um, it says right here, if you do not live with your wife in an understanding way and let her know she is valuable to you, your prayers will be hindered. So if you are not implementing the scripture scripture prescription, you're wasting your breath. So what does that mean? That means that you're you can be doing everything that you think is supposed to be right. You can be praying, Lord, help our, our marriage, help me to do be the best husband I can be, help her to be a better wife. But if you are not loving her, if you're not bringing it forth in action, then your prayers are not being uh, heard by God. They're being hindered. 
That is not a good thing when you are praying and your prayers are not going past the ceiling. So, let's go on to the last thing here. It talks about mutual accountability. So, we would, um, as a husband and wife, the man understands that, and the wife understands. They're together in the cockpit together working this thing out. And um, they have a mutual understanding. They have a mutual submission. And remember, everybody has a submission somewhere. Even though it talks about in the scripture that we are submissive to God as men. Also, men are, we have to be submissive to the laws of the land, to the government authorities, to the, um, you know, to to the authorities that we have around us, even to our boss. You know, if you have a job, you you have to uh, be submissive to him. So mutual accountability, it just says you can't work independently of each other. We both are um, accountable to each other and we both have a role. Both husband and wife have a role. Um, let me read this. Your your wife is a strategic gift to you. And I was talking about this earlier. She has eyes that see you that see what you don't. A mind that assimilates information from a different perspective, a heart with sensitivities you do not possess, and a personality with strengths that offset your weaknesses. So they have a built-in protection for us men. That's why we must tap into her perspective as we lead our families. So when your wife offers a constructive criticism learn to listen to her with an open mind wow this can be a hard thing for us as men because we always feel like I know best and she knows less <laughs> and that's not that's not uh, that's not always true it's more than likely majority of the time that's not true your wife brings value to the table so learn to listen and learn to take what she's saying uh, as, as as something that you might need to take in consideration and change it. or adjusting it might not even be a full change it might just need to be a little bit of adjustment alright so the mature man makes himself mutually accountable to his wife by including her in the decision making so you as a man especially with the Super Bowl coming around you would not make a decision to buy a big screen TV without your wife's decision included in that. If it's not in the budget, and y'all already had had a um, a declaration and a meeting together, knowing that y'all were trying to make some improvements on the house, or maybe wipes wipe out some debt out of y'all's home, whatever the case might be, you just don't go out and buy a two thousand dollar big screen TV. I don't know what the big dollar is for you and your family. Y'all have to choose that. But as a man, as a husband, with you and your wife, that's disrespectful to her. And it also lets her know that you don't, you're not even considering the whole family. You just considering your needs. Like I love, I only, you you might be a, a person that you spend small, 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 and then bam, you, you spend a big old <laughs> car. You get a big old whopping car note or you get a big old TV. And it was thousands of dollars that you had to p- take out of pocket. So this chapter is a great chapter. 
it talks about mutual understanding, mutual submission, and mutual accountability. Um, <clears throat> and if the, the 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 ending part of the the uh, book or the chapter here, it says, if you men ever forget about how to love your wife, or how how the role is supposed to be, just remember two words: just as. And it's going back to the Ephesians 5 and 22 through 23, where it says, husbands, you are the head and um, you are to love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So I hope that this has helped you. I hope it has blessed you. And um, this is chapter seven. The next episode will be chapter 8, The Birth of a Tangent. All right, have a good one. God bless.